Hey, welcome to New Jump State, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential arts. I am your host, Christian Espinol, and joining me through Discord, as always, is my partner in crime, Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Christian Espinol, what up? Hello. It was good, everybody. Listen, <laughs> it's uh, it's good to be here. Brian's not with us this week, uh, which is fine. He had more important things to do, but we're good here. Um, we got a we got a pretty decent show. I'm excited for it. I'm very. Uh, we got uh, three manga this week, but we have a whole ton of uh, a very crucial superhero comics to go over with. So uh, let's get into plugs real quick. You could find me at the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven on Instagram as well, guys. Yeah, and uh, you can find Edge Lord Brian. Uh, our producer at b.esp on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Follow him on there especially because we need to push him to make content. Um, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram and on TikTok as well. Um, if you have any questions for the show, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Our theme song is by the great Drum Foo. You can follow him on Instagram at drum underscore foo. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a 40-plus episode archive on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So go back and listen to those. And if you're listening on iTunes, if you're a devoted iTunes listener, we have episodes on YouTube now, full video capability. You can see what we read and, uh, you know, the panels we refer to and all that junk so click on the link in your description it'll bring you to our youtube channel subscribe like comment tell us what you think about this week's comics um and uh without further ado we're gonna get into our first manga of the day oh no (laughs) this is gonna take some getting used to my mouse is out of commission but it's time (laughs) (laughs) you reach for it boy it's randomized (laughs) black clover um, we are on Black Clover, chapter 257, A Rise to Action. Uh, last we left off, Yami absolutely cannoned Dante's chest through into the stars, wherever he teleported them to. Um, Man, he, atta- he it's gone. <laughs> it's just gone. That's it. It's not here anymore. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we we last week, we were like, man, wouldn't it be cool if Dante just stayed dead and... Um, <laughs> I, I guess it's just wishful thinking because uh, Dante is not just uh, not dead. He's better than ever. Uh, he... <laughs> 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 the, his first word was inconceivable. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit. Wow. Like, is it time? <laughs> is, is he like, damn, I'm going to have to pass this power through? Or is the devil going to be like, man, I had to shed this mortal skin and go to somebody else. <laughs> I didn't know. You know, yeah, and- I'm going to have to go to him. Him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like the, like Bruce's Dr. Manhattan body. LOL. Yeah. I don't care. I said it. <laughs> I said it. Don't <laughs> at me. Care, I said I it. <laughs> Spoilers. It's going to happen, guys. Get ready. Okay, so he he regenerates, so, yeah. and it's it turns out that Dante's actual like his innate power is body magic. Uh, he just controls his body. Very convenient, huh? It's extraordinarily convenient, and he makes it. <laughs> if I, but his specific situation. Yeah, his his Jeez. innate magic is body magic, which allows him to regenerate. He's basically unkillable, immortal, uh, and it, especially since the devil's power courses through him. He's like super mega double unkillable. Uh, he cannot be murdered. 
under any circumstances, which stinks. Uh, but yeah, I, so you know, he just got stronger. Yeah, he and, just, and and more on more yeah more durable. Yeah, you know what it is. He hates how uh, he hates regenerating because it makes him look ugly. And yeah, it turns him into this big. Well, he hates turning into that form anyway. I mean, it looks yeah. Is that just what happens when he yeah. regenerates? He just looks like that. Yeah, he says Ooh. he'd rather not use body magic because then he turns into this fucking thing. Uh, it's, yeah, it's real gross. Um, it's funny because he's complimenting. He's giving all these these side handed compliments, like he's getting. Oh yeah, as smack repeatedly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, as like, Yama- yeah. I guess I guess you is you are pretty cool for making me have to. Go to my one hundred percent strength, you know, yeah, the usual. All that shit. But um, I was very entertained by it, bro. Yeah, Not gonna I mean, lie. you know, as Yami is just like death thrusting him into no tomorrow, uh, doing pretty much the same thing he's always done. Uh, he's Dante is not even phased. He's just like, yeah, even if you were to cut my throat, I'd just kill you some more. You know, he's just very excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, listen, even if that attack actually was as clean as you would have liked it to be, it still wouldn't have been enough. Yeah. He was just basic, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, as Yami is realizing that, oh, well, I, I can't really beat this guy because he's immortal and his powers. <laughs> his powers. He literally says it. <laughs> yeah, he says, no good. I can't, I can't beat this guy on my own, even though I, my whole thing is how I push myself to my limits. And I never say I can't do anything. But, uh, he said he's crazy and gross. I felt him on that one. He resorted I, to petty, uh, <laughs> to, to petty remarks. So I mean, this is you what you'd say struggling. in this situation. He's like, "This man's disgusting. I can't defeat him on my own." Um, so then he does what everyone eventually does in this series: the default. He go. He turns to Asta and he says, "I can't win this without you." And then Asta gets all of the flashbacks at once. Uh, Kishimoto is jealous at how many flashbacks he fit into one panel without having to sacrifice an entire arc. Yeah, <laughs> right now he's In like, Oh process. my god, why didn't even think of that? <laughs> I should have thought of that like 30 wow. years ago. So, Asta, through the power of friendship, just ignores all of the damage he sustained up to this point and he runs up to Asta, uh, up to Yami, and is like, Yes, sir. In an admittedly cool two page spread, I will say, uh, I do think it's cool. Um, and that's where the chapter ends. Is uh, is the two of them? Were... And, and this is where Christian's bullshit ends. All right, <laughs> this this two page spread was beyond cool. First of all, this whole as much jokes as we was cracking earlier, I like the flow. Uh, I, I like how this transitioned. I mean, I kind of figured that as soon as he said, "All right, like you know, I need you, Asta," he was gonna come back. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think this means that anyone's gonna win the fight. You know. You, in that regard, but Come um, on. <laughs> I thought the writing. No, I thought the writing was nice. That's that's what I can say. I I, I like the uh, the exchange between the characters. I mean, yeah, and it, it just didn't come off as the usual brand of typical shonen. I mean, yes, it did, but that Black Clover. <laughs> it, if no, because you could say the same thing for My Hero Academia. You know what I'm saying? But they they put their little garnish on it, their own little little. Little seasoning, I felt it with this. Yeah, the, I don't throughout know. the chapter. I, I think it's, it's, I think it's got good momentum. Look, I'm not, I'm used to it by now. I'm not gonna make this a whole thing, but you know how I feel about fucking Asta. And th- I mean, Man, I listen. think this is the flaw for me. RGC. No, no, you can't. There was do only that. three manga this week. 
it's better than the other one. I know, I know. All right, I'll, I'll, I know, but it was. This is what Josh calls a certified, really good chapter. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Man, listen, Hero Academia gets away with pumping us up for next week all the time. That's what this did for me. I'm mad hyped to read Black Clover next week. All right, fair enough. That's something that's Okay, look, this is all rare. I'll say. I thought it was a cool chapter. I thought Yami's pretty funny in this and very enjoyable. Dante's not a bad villain, I guess. It's just... It's not the worst. It's, it's annoying that, like, the story cannot progress without Asta. And I feel like that's what the benefit of a lot of shonen manga do these days, is that the world does not begin and end with their protagonist, you know? Uh, yeah. That's the only thing that it's lacking. I would not have a problem if Asta, a little bit further down the line, kind of got up. You know, found a strength. If it didn't happen within one page of Yami just being like, "Hey, help me!" <laughs> <laughs> hey, get up! Even I guess, though you're mortally wounded, I guess in a and way I just told you not to move. <laughs> I guess in a way that's I guess like that's the benefit of Kishimoto's extensive flashbacks is that <laughs> at least it gives the moment a, a little while to settle. He pieces in. it a little bit, yeah, better. where it's not just one panel of him remembering every interaction he's ever had with Yami. Or just show yeah. us like something we haven't seen before between the two of them. I think that would be cool. I like when they do that. When they do a, a, a fake flashback. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to harp on it. This has always been my weird issue with Black Clover. And I'm not going to make it a whole thing this time. I I don't think it's RGC. But it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, I'm going hard. I'm just really pumped personally. I mean, honestly, I'll give you this, Josh. You have sold me on Black Clover more times than not. Uh, your your sheer enthusiasm has changed my mind. I mean, I owe time. it to you, bro. You put me on to the to the goat of all time. <laughs> I mean, and yes, I know I said of all times. <laughs> you're doing your duty. I pr- I'm proud it's of you. One piece. All right, so it deserves it. Without right. being said, let's randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some gu- 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 guns. Death metal. Uh, this is Dark Knight's death metal mm. issue two. Uh, last week, last time we covered this series, it was a lot. Uh, we, we had to try to explain a whole ton of shit, but, uh, not anymore. Uh, last we left off, Wonder Woman put an invisible chainsaw through the soul of the Batman who laughs. And, uh, this issue picks up with the Bat Adam, the Batum, as he calls himself, which I guess is a parallel universe version of Bruce Wayne, where he's the Adam and not sure. Ray Palmer. This is actually, this kind of made me laugh a little bit. He's just walking through, you know, doing Adam stuff in the grass. And then all of a sudden he just gets run over by a big bat tank. Uh, so they canonically murder a Batman on screen, I guess. Yes. And it turns out that that Batmobile isn't just any Batmobile. It's another alternate version of Bruce <laughs> in which he is the Batmobile. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> he is Batmobiste. <laughs> yeah, he is in a world of genius machines. He rose to dominance. <laughs> Behold, my new favorite. You cannot character. best me. <laughs> Behold, my new favorite. I ain't gonna character. lie, man. They, they they definitely made this issue um funny. I feel like it's not so it's not as intense as the first one yeah. was. You know, they're being a lot more lighthearted with this. I got mixed feelings about that, but we'll save that for later. Yeah. Um. So Swamp Thing tells a dad joke and then just kills the Batmo Beast. Which is uh, sad because, you know, new favorite character and all. Yeah. But, um. Bamble Beast is pretty dope. Yeah. 
so they enter this cave, and it turns out it's not just it's uh it's this uh superhero tomb, if you will. This is where they put all the dead superheroes, and um, who uh, they run up against a, a construct, a light construct security system, and who's behind it all? It's fucking Alan Scott and the Justice Society of America. Hell yeah! Oh man, I'm you know me. I'm always happy to see these guys. Um, very excited. Yes. Um, okay, so mad they're, dusty. <laughs> they're very still old. fly. They're very old, but still fly. Um, so they've been just basically guarding this place while Batman is in the back, uh, trying to find dead heroes to resurrect. Uh, see, he listened to your complaints from last time, Josh. Uh, he actually. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. So Wonder Woman is like, "What are you doing right now?" And he's like, "I'm trying to resurrect our dead friends so they can fight against us as my zombie army." And I'm like, "Sweet." <laughs> and uh, you know, Wonder, Wonder Woman's like, "No, we have to find another way." You know, and I'm like, "I mean, this is a pretty sick metal way to do it." <laughs> but okay, Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> so. We get this explanation of basically Scott Snyder's run on Justice League after Dark Knight's Metal, uh, how they've continuously tried to stop Perpetua's whole thing and then fail at every turn. Um, I don't remember the time where they used Dr. Manhattan's energy. Was Do you remember that time? Was that Doomsday? I think that's that when they... Nah, maybe? I... I, I, I I'm going to go out on a limb, <laughs> right? Because uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and say that I believe they're addressing when the heroes got transported. Remember when the um oh. the three, the, those elders, whatever they're called? I yeah, they're, they're, you know, name. Phantom Stranger and his friends. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> those yeah, dudes. them peoples. <laughs> yeah, when they, uh, when they used... I, I think they channeled his energy when he released it mm-hmm. after the Doomsday Clock situation, and they used his energy that was released that they held on to for X amount of time, whatever, for this perpetual situation to happen. All right. It's not our fault. <laughs> Works guys. for me. I mean, this story's been out for a long time. Um, plenty of time to forget. But um, that's all. Just the force that didn't, that was able to help them survive to this stage. Yeah. So that's and not be totally wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when, which is, I'd like to think Dr. Manhattan would smoke perpetual. Like I'm not, I'm not a little upset about that. Whatever. Who cares? They didn't call him. It happened before perpetual came out, I guess. Remember, Tuesday o'clock was significant. She was ducking the fade. She wasn't ready. Yeah. (laughs) She wasn't with it. Uh, She knew what time was. Yeah. So Jay Garrett calls Barry Allen to the stage, and apparently all this time Barry's just been traveling through time, trying to find a solution because you know that always works uh, really well. Yeah, <laughs> sure, know? buddy. Isn't that what started? Ev- yeah, anyway, pretty much yes. Well, it's kind of yeah. no, actually. It turns out just Doctor Manhattan's fault. It wasn't Wally's. Uh, oh yeah, Barry's. My bad. So then okay. we okay okay then we cut to the bat, the castle bat for. The wildest part of this issue. Um, we have a picture of Alfred's just surrounding the dead corpse of a Bruce Wayne who was Dr. Manhattan. And um, they basically implant the dead Batman who laughs his brain into this Dr. Manhattan body. And the Dr. Manhattan body is just like, all right, cool. And he takes it in. The 
Batman Who <laughs>, Laughs now has all of Dr. Manhattan's powers, apparently. And, uh, yeah, he, tur- he uses that to turn himself into himself again. <laughs> in a blue version of himself. Uh, yes. So, once he's resurrected, Perpetua is like, Hello, my knight. I've come. I need you to help me. Uh, she's basically explained that she is already conquered another Earth, which happens to be Earth 30, the home of the Russian Superman um, from oh. from uh, Red Sun. And uh, she's basically like, all right, we're we're getting to a point where my bosses will notice. So we have to not deal with them. we have to avoid them at all costs because they are stronger than me and they will destroy me if they find out what's happening here um yeah because it's just one of her and it's like a you know a, a gang a, of them yeah pan- that's pretty much you know a pantheon yeah. of others yeah so the other batman are like what do you need us to do boss and he goes again full eisen and is like nothing fools die my subordinates <laughs> And they all just perish out of existence. Um, except for one of the Robins that he he talks to. Um, he spares one of the Robins because apparently he senses, like, his darkness. Like a real Kingdom Hearts villain. And uh, mm-hmm. he basically... No, speaking of. <laughs> yeah. So ba- <laughs> we finally get his plan. <laughs> apparently... The Batman who laughs just wants to make another 52 universes of just pure edge and sorrow. Um, I mean, go for it, bro. I mean, live your truth, bro. GL. Right? <laughs> Good luck. So he basically... Good luck, have fun. He crowns this kid King Robin for some reason, so I guess that's going to come out. And then he turns himself into Heartless Sora. Uh, <laughs> anti <laughs> Uh, yeah, he calls himself the Darkest Knight now. Yeah. So much edge. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's cool. I think it looks cool. I think I'm so too. Chill with the jokes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hey, volley. I'll tell you this. I think it's cool too. I'm not gonna chill with the jokes. This guy is okay. Emo as shit, dude. Brian would yeah, love he, him. He just did that for no reason. Like, there ain't nothing funny about this shit. Now he's just... <laughs> I'm just going straight dirt. evil now. <laughs> yeah. Ain't shit funny now. Ain't shit a game. Nah, we're going to see. He's going to probably pull up back crazy. If you ask me, mm-hmm. he thinks everything is still a game because the fact that he's back in my hand means he won already. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I view things. I'm sorry. Until someone shows me otherwise, he's still... The GOAT. Our Lord and Savior. Yes, exactly. I, I can vibe with that, honestly. He is still the strongest, I guess, if he's Dr. Manhattan. Mm. But they also have a Dr. Manhattan on their side, uh, on uh, Batman's mm. side. Oh, you mean your lord and savior isn't that strong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he killed all his friends. <laughs> I, yeah, but that was even pre- pre-Manhattan. So he, imagine how strong, how many of his friends he could kill now. Exactly. That's why I, uh, I don't know about that. Nah, he learned his lesson. Mm. Um, back at, <laughs> back at the Arkham Wasteland, <laughs> all of the heroes are going off to, you know, do something, you know, to find some ultimate weapon of power. And, um, they just straight up run over this doctor dude who just comes out of a hatch in the ground and is like, stop right there. Harley Quinn's fucking hyena just eats him alive. And, uh, they enter the hatch and they find the 
Darkest Nights from the original Batman Metal event. And it turns out they're just robot clones that Batman now has. Um, and, you know, they go in deeper and he's like, cool, we found our weapon. And it turns out that it's a big, doofy robot <laughs> of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's... I guess it's metal. I guess. I mean, it is metal. Literally. I'm going to tell you this. I, I saw this is and it, it was it like, metal? oh... <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> yeah not with the dot 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 at the end just oh <laughs> oh uh all right i mean um I was this something they introduced before yeah. yeah in metal they talked about this i think it seems they mentioned it in metal like the original metal event uh-huh i don't recall uh okay yeah of course you know need to do it, i mean but. if this turns out to lead to this epic big fucking robot battle in space. I'm not not here for it. But it does look big and clunky and doofy. So you got you're gonna have to draw it a little better than that, I guess. For me to be like, this isn't silly at all. Yeah, we're gonna need to see a little bit more uh, Yeah, why does it just look like all dynamic activity? Yeah, why does it look like all of them and does it <laughs> Did it have to look like the toy? Because Toy Master did it. That's why. I, you know, I'm not gonna judge this work until we see it in action. Mm. I'm just on the fact that the scientist, this random scientist, I don't even know if he's a scientist, bro. He just has a lab coat on. Yeah, no, he's busting off an AK. <laughs> and oh, what is that? A, no, that's a um. Oh, he got a machine pistol. That's a. <laughs> anyway, damn man, lab coat letting off the Uzi, and he's got eaten alive. But when they get down there, it's like. Batman's robots? That makes no fucking sense. I'm also confused as to who. Then who was he? I'm, yeah. I'm caught up over that, bro. I'm not going to lie. Well, if we miss something, comment below. Because I all, I don't have any answers for you, Josh, unfortunately. I was also confused. I was like, if he was I feel down like there was there, something we glazed over as well. I'm like, if he was down there, like, wouldn't he be a friend? Why was he down there? Whatever. It's time to move on, I guess. <laughs> um, unless you have anything more to say, right? Nah. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What does that look like? Dr. Manhattan? No. What? I don't know. Manga. Man, you're going to make me guess. Pantheon of just villains. Who does he look like? I don't know. You tell me. Who cheesy smile is that? United States of Smash. Oh, all my... <laughs> He does look yeah, cool. yeah, in the face he does kind of look like all might. <laughs> all right. Man, I thought you would have caught that real quick. I, would, I wouldn't have called caught it. A lot of characters smile in manga, Josh. I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but it's a very smiley medium. Not like that. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Alright, it's time to randomize. Chainsaw Man. Uh this is Chainsaw Man chapter 77, ring ring ring. Uh, and this is what Chris thought was going to get um, the RGC. Well, first things first, it does. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Get it right. Um, last we left off, Makima and the Gun Devil squared up and were about to take each other out. But And um, Denji was getting continuous doorbell rings and he was about to answer it but was stopped by his subconscious. And... Uh, this picks up where that left off immediately. Uh, he All of a sudden, the phone starts to ring. Uh, Denji goes, picks it up, and it turns out that it's Makima. <laughs> Makima's calling him from, I don't know, if she got a payphone. She ran to a payphone real quick. 
But uh, as it turns out, she explains to Denji that, uh, long story short, uh, <laughs> the gun devil appeared without warning, and we just we just failed to defeat it. So even Makima, the scariest fucking character that everyone's just shitting their pants around, could not defeat the gun devil completely. And um, during the battle, it escaped into a per- it took over a dead person's body. And it ran away. And now the gun fiend is right outside their door. Um, and <laughs> Denjiro is just like, what do you mean? What are you talking with? That's not funny. That's not. Are you joking right now? And uh, so basically, Denji, as, after he's like, well, it's a good thing that he came after me. You know? <laughs> yeah. <He didn't laughs> that just... was so funny. The dialogue on the phone honestly makes the whole chapter. Yeah. Um. It is very much in Denji's character to be like, well, bright side is that. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was kind of the point, right? That was our mission to go get this guy. Yeah. So basically, Uh, Makuma leaves him with one single instruction. This time, don't think about anything while you fight. Uh, (laughs) Because she knows (laughs) that, uh, you know, then she hangs up and uh, Power's just like, who's at the door? And She's like, and Denjiro is like a gun devil. And she's like, no, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Aki's not back. And he's, he's the one who's ringing the doorbell right now. And she calls out, you know, she's like, hey, Aki, that's you, isn't it? And the door just stops ringing. Like, it's just dead, fucking silent. <laughs> like, fuck. And then, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So Denjiro, knowing that something's wrong, he turns to power and he's like, take the cat, Miaoi, their house cat, and just escape yeah. from the balcony. And uh, Respect, by the way. Mm-hmm. All of, saving the cat first. I would have did that too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Save the I cat. mean, if I didn't have a child or, or another loved one to worry about. Agreed. No, I, I, we always save the cat. Yeah. And the, and the dogs, I guess. Too. I'm saving dogs and cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Save dogs and cats, everyone. Uh, okay, so he Denjiro after power leaves, Denjiro goes to answer the door, and he's like, Maki, "Aki, you're Makima's just bugging, right? You're she's just fucking playing around. You're not. You're you're at the door, right, Aki?" And the answer, yes and no. <laughs> As it turns out, a gun fiend is right outside the door. <laughs> full page spread of this fucking gun fiend and it's like shit <laughs> and uh he uh he points his gun and he say, he whispers denji at him and this is something interesting we cut to immediately the snowy field and i'm remembering that kid from two chapters ago you remember that kid at the very beginning who was going to play with his friends and his mom gave him money yeah same kid is that him Mm-hmm. And that kid is not just so many kid. It's fucking Aki. Oh, that's... <laughs> Wait. Wait. You mean they're just showing what happened initially, right? And he this... survived that? No, this is going on inside of Aki's head. This little vision. Yes, this... That was also in his head, I think, back in the day. Like, he was just thinking about it. 
It's the only way I could connect those two scenes because that scene just seemingly comes out of nowhere. Nah, you're talking about the kid with the mom? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm going back right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'll, uh, I mom guess. gonna go play soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this kid, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, That's his hair, you know, right, you you know think- what? I'm probably wrong then. It looks like him because it doesn't make any other sense otherwise. But then his hair is a little spikier. I don't know if the check what kind of coat he wears. Maybe the coat that he puts on is the same. Oh well. Nah, he just ah man, we gotta look into that. I, that yeah, this is the only thing that makes sense. We'll see. Then this kid. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so inside Aki's head, he sees Denji as a child, and he's like, "Oh, Denji's here, my friend. Let's play snowball." But. Really, in reality, he just fires a massive gun devil bullet through his entire body, slicing him in half with a fucking bullet, which is difficult to do with a gun. Um, yeah. So he the velocity. I don't know the physics of this, but uh, yeah, it's just such a way more powerful than the average. Well, yeah, it seems like a massive bullet too. Like that just like blasts right through him, and Denji is knocked out of his window. He lands on the ground right beside Power. And he's like, power, hide. It was a gun feed, uh, gun, thie- gun fiend. And uh, that's when power just kind of breaks it to him where he's like, that's not possible because it was ha- Aki sent in the doorway. And this little moment where Denji is like kind of mourning, mourning Aki, like, no, don't lie to me right now. And then Damn. the gun fiend just throw, jumps out of the window. We get a better look at him as he lands directly over them. Uh, as Denji is now in full chainsaw man mode, looking at Aki, who is now a gun fiend. We can tell it's Aki because he has his top knot there. Um, yeah. Hooey. This is sad. <laughs> so Okay, so I thought you were insinuating that he was... He was what? I thought you were insinuating that he that he might have always had been the gun that oh, no, no, no. had a piece of him or something. But I was because my mind started going all types of places, and I was like, "All right, no, no that's not the case." <laughs> no, that was. But yo, thing. bro, 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 but check it out. So, in the very beginning, this <laughs> yo, Makama's so grimy. The gun devil appeared without warning. Mm-hmm. We failed to defeat it. It took over a dead body and got away. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't even tell him. Like, yeah, she didn't. That's why she Aki. said, "Don't think while you fight." Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, wow. So there's only one reason this chapter didn't get um, RGC for me, and that's because I believe Chainsaw Man is coming to an end. Mm. It's not a. It's not like a feeling like before. Like, oh, I don't know. It's looking like it. I think. I think that's the case. Well, it's, I think de- in the- it's definitely a distinct possibility. Um, but who knows? I mean, even if it was in its last arc, there's still some stuff to reconcile, I guess. But then again, this is from the same creator who made Fire Punch, which is also a short series. Um, but we knew this was going to happen. I mean, you know, this is not going to be like a long-standing series. It didn't. It definitely didn't seem that way. So yeah, it's a it's a sad thing, but you know. That's why you gotta enjoy it more and more. Um, this this was a great chapter. It was great pacing. Um, it had like this horror movie pacing, like a, yeah. like a real one where you know like it knows how to build this tension, this scary thing that's happening. 
Um, I loved it a lot. Just reading it is like, fuck, no. Um, when I seen him at the door, I was so mad, yo. I was like, oh. Well, the future devil did say he would kill them both. So my theory is, is that this gun devil also finds its way into power. And he has to kill both of them as the gun devil. So. Shit. Heavy stuff, dude. <laughs> but very good. Ah, oh, man. Dude, would even the future devil himself chosen because he said, "Oh, I like, I like the way you die. I want to watch this." <laughs> so, yeah, I'll sign a contract. Let's go. Remember that? Yeah, I that remember. Was that. Really shasty, man. Yeah, this future devil is a fucking asshole. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I don't know. There's not much to say. Read Chainsaw Man now. Get current while you can because it's great to read week to week. Um, it's one of those series that are good like that, you know. Um. You got any more thoughts before we go? Nah. Uh, Giant Size X-Men. Uh, this is Giant Size X-Men number one, Magneto. Uh, this is a, a simpler story. Uh, apparently, this is a story that's going to affect uh, the X-Men books down the line. So, I get, it's uh, it's important to, enough to mention. Um it also goes to mention that all these giant-sized versions of X-Men are written by Jonathan Hickman, so I imagine he's setting up these stories for later. But uh, this story takes place in this uh, the Faroe Islands. Um, Magneto is there to purchase an island uh, for someone. And uh, it turns out he's purchasing an island for Emma Frost. So long and short, this story, for being a bigger issue, this is a simple, pretty story. Um, Emma asks Emma Stone, oh no, Emma Stone, Emma Frost uh, goes and asks Magneto to find a, an island for her to buy. Um, so he does it. They seem to be very cool. Um, so he's like, yeah, I like you, Emma. I'll do you a favor. Um, so he goes and uh, he meets this guy who's like, yeah, I can put you in touch with the owner of this island, but you know, he's kind of, he'll keep you waiting for a while. And he does. He seems to keep him waiting for like several days and then it turns out the owner of the island is Namor. Um, Namor shows up and is like, what do you want? I'm a, I'm a king. <laughs> you must bow to me and stuff. But, you know, we're cool, though. And uh, he basically explains that he's there as a favor to Emma. He wants to buy the island from him. And Namor's like, Emma? All right. Be cool. I'll sell it to you, but you got to do something for me. Um, and uh, apparently he sent this... Uh, this team of uh, expeditioners, I guess, down to the depths of this weird ocean, and they disappeared. So he's going down there to find out what what they took or what happened to them. And uh, he needs Magneto's help, help specifically because there's a big fucking metal door down there. And uh, he's like, dude, can you open it? And he's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of made out of metal. <laughs> I can open it. And yeah, it's... It's doable. It is I, master of magnets. Um, and so he opens it, and then it's just a fucking kraken bursts through, and uh, starts to wreak havoc. Um, you know all that stuff, but uh, they eat him alive. They this kraken eats them alive, and it turns out that uh, these mer ladies are down there. Um, inside of the kraken body. Yeah. This is all happening inside of the Kraken. 
Yes. Uh, so essentially, they came down there. I guess the his team got eaten by this kraken, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't pass whatever weird test they had going. So, you know, they that's what happened to his expedition. Is they basically died in this kraken. But uh, in order to save Namor, they have to. They put Magneto during this through a simpler uh, task. You know, he just has to choose one of these big totem thingies, and if he makes the right choice, Namor lives. And he coincidentally chooses correctly. And inside of this weird gemstone thing is this key. Uh, I don't know what it is. Do you re- do you remember? It was a really weird. It was a really awkward puzzle because they were saying. First of all, Nemo is just not that clever <laughs> in the puzzle department, I guess. Uh, yeah. they, they, there's, there's clearly three pillars there. Like, even I noticed that. You know what I'm saying? Just casually reading, like, oh, okay. But I only seen two objects. And then I seen that there was an object in the background that looked like, you know, the key you was talking about. Mm-hmm. And they weren't talking about it at all. They just kept saying, choose the right option. And then they would say these two. So, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of underwhelming for Jonathan Hickman I agree. maybe but I, I guess it just wasn't something I was just like come on I, was, I mean it's I wasn't not really, bad uh, but it's not, <laughs> not like the worst whoa. I hate to come off that way because I'm not writing comics I'm not the one putting my effort into shit for other people mm-hmm. to judge uh, so I you know I, I feel bad whenever I do do that but I think he could have mm-hmm. I wasn't stooped to nothing I wasn't like it wasn't that usual wow well it was okay. very fast it was like two pages and they were like Problem solved, you know. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, they choose right. They get this key. I think this story was more about setting up this key than anything. Um. So yeah, they're released. Um. They're like, you want the key? And then he's like, yeah, all right, you could have the island. I'll take the key. And um, you know, he fucks off. But it turns out Magneto kept the key. Shock of all shocks. So I guess that's going to come into play down the line. And uh, that's when uh, Magneto moves all of the shit into the island. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's always cool when Magneto does these big feats with metal. And he basically just builds a building for them uh, with a fucking sentinel for a head. Um, huge fan. And then... Uh, yeah, I'm wondering why they did it, but I think it's more of a statement like think we give a fuck about your efforts <laughs> to, <laughs> your efforts to, to, to defeat us yeah look at that so like yeah. when you put a lion's mane you know what i'm saying it's like i conquered this this beast I pretty think much it's better than so now they have a separate territory that they can go to at any point that nobody probably knows about or will know about so i think these giant size stories are just kind of like leaving little breadcrumbs they don't seem to be like ultimately significant right now but I, I think Jonathan Hickman is writing these stories so he can branch out these little plot elements and put them yeah and plant them for later because this is going to be like a, a long run uh, story as usual as which is usual. cool I'll let it it could run for, for some years why not yeah I'm here for let it. him do his thing yeah. X-Men has been the best <laughs> coming out of Marvel so far I don't know. I feel, I feel uh, it's definitely up there. I think there are really good titles coming out of Marvel. Weirdly enough, um, that's true. I don't know. 
Even some on our list right now are actually I enjoy almost as much as the X Men books. Agreed. Um, but with that being said, um, recommended that you get it. Why not? It'll it'll make the story more expansive. Um, but with that being said, it's time to randomize. Not the sound I meant to put, but it is Doctor Stone. <laughs> Uh, this is Doctor Stone. So this is the final manga of the week, right? Yeah, yeah. This is Doctor Stone, chapter one hundred and fifty-eight. Who's the scientist? Uh, Me, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we cut back to the flashback where everyone from Zeno's camp is now being released uh, from the Stone Prison, and um, they basically. Out of this platinum ring, they're just like total bullshit. Man, this manga gets me like, <laughs> how are you so scientific but so fucking like non-realistic at the same time? How yeah. do they do it? So they got how they got a team of elite superheroes who are just like <sighs> regular folks, and they build this entire fortress in less than a year. Um, and they all and they all had the mental capacity to stay awake for thousands of. Yeah, all of them. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is, I suppose. But with their new fortress at hand, Zeno uh, <laughs> basically. Oh, every time you say it, bro, come on. I know. A fucking fortress. How many of them is there? Did they revive more people? Well, honestly, it's unclear how many people are actually on their side. Um, and they all seem to be very strong people. So. You know what? I, I, I guess when you have all the time in the world and you're not watching TV or doing <laughs> other things. Well, okay. I get it. So also put it this way. A bunch of 14-year-olds got together and built a big-ass fucking ship in a couple months. So, potato, potato. We got to suspend our disbelief somewhere, I suppose. But It I, wasn't a bunch of kids. It was a whole... They, they revived mad people. Oh, no, yeah. If it was the only entire... a group of, like, 10 or 12 of these other guys from, 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 you know, from the evil genocidal scientists, then... We're gonna have a fucking problem. I'll give you that. But it, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna let that go. A minute, bro. Fair, fair. Yeah, it is kind of wild. I will, I will, I'll concede that point. Um, I'm not that big of a stand for Doctor Stone. I'm not gonna be like this. Is totally. Plausible. I don't think anybody is, bro. To be honest, it's kind of crazy. It's lasted long <laughs> enough. Um, okay, so back to the present. As Senku is still reminiscing about his uh, his mentor turned villain. Um, Luna just start, suddenly starts freaking out. I was like, "Oh yeah, someone's gonna get killed." Uh, so she's battling with herself, trying to figure out whether she should point to Taiju so Stan could just assassinate this motherfucker. And uh, she decides, "No, we shouldn't do that." And then she basically tries to uh, put out a symbol, like she tries to make her cohorts read her lips, so that <laughs> somebody could know that someone on the ship is a friend of Zeno's. And um, they read her lips. Someone says Senku over the intercom. And um, and Zeno is like, Senku! Which is transmitted over to Senku's ship. And, you know, that's when um, 
Ryusui realizes that she's just looking over there. The second that she started like trying to communicate with someone off board, um, that noise came in. And then she's like, wait a minute. The enemy's here. And then he notices the sniper in the trees. And he's like, we have a sniper. But before that, actually, um, Stan is about to take a shot. But Zeno's like, don't shoot, Stan. The enemy is not Taiju. It is a scientist by the name of Senku. And that's when Stan is like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> and that's when Ryusui calls it out. Sniper in the trees. And that's where the chapter ends. Um, despite the discrepancies in logic here with the, the building of the fortress, I would, which I... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just... Yeah, I'll <laughs> no, no. I'm right there with you with that. But it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty bonkers. I did like this last couple pages. Um... I thought it was a cool little tension builder where Senku, where Zeno's like, "Oh shit, I'm not an asshole. That's that, that's that kid I know." Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so. so yeah, yeah, don't don't kill the don't kill the one that you think it is. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know how we're gonna. Yeah, what I don't understand was this this face. What is that? Like, a, ah, I wanted to kill him, or is that like a I'm still ah. shooting him anyway face? I don't know what's going on. Wouldn't it be hilarious is that a, if that's just uh, the I'm stu- stealing it, I'm shooting him in anyway face? <laughs> if he was still like, fuck you, Zen- Zen- he's dead. I don't know, whatever. I lined up this night, but I was here for dumb long. <laughs> Got <out of> here. <laughs> yeah. I had a whole spy go on that ship and everything. Okay, man. <laughs> um, I liked it. I thought it was fine. Dr. Stone's always just a good read. It was like fine. Yeah, I'm actually. Um, I have anticipation for next week. Yeah, a rare thing for Doctor Stone. Agreed. Um, but with that being said, it's time to randomize. Oh, oh shit! Empire. Uh, this is Empire. 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 <laughs> Emperor. Empire, but Edgelord style. Because we spelled it with a Y for some reason. Um, this is Empire number one. Finally, we get the main event prior uh, proper. Uh, this actually picks up pretty much where the last issue of Fantastic Four, like the t- Fantastic Four tie-in. They're doing a very good job with their chronological placement. Yeah. Makes me... I feel like there's a better way to put that, but um, no, listen, you... they haven't been good at it. I know what you mean. Their, with more recent events. I'll it's tell you nice. This. I feel like it's transitioning. I agree. But it also gives me the concern is like, oh, shit, do they all transition in and out of each other? <laughs> we going to be some broke boys. I can't. <laughs> I'll go bankrupt. Marvel Hopefully like they'll take $5. it easy. No, there's mad fucking lines with characters we don't care about. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Okay, so last we left off. The Fantastic Four just happened to be, uh, come across the uh, Kree Scroll Alliance Armada, and that's where we pick up. It is very chronologically sound. I like that. Uh, it's good to fade in and out of things, despite the fact that I'm afraid we're gonna have to spend all this money on it. Um, but till then, I dig it. I, I like this. So basically, upon seeing this army, uh, Mister Fantastic is immediately like. We gotta get the fucking kids out of here. So he goes to his son and he's like, hey, you guys gotta split and protect these children. <laughs> and uh, fucking Franklin Richards is like, no, dad, I'm still the strongest character in the Marvel Universe. And he's like, we don't know how. I mean, isn't this a situation I should be in? 
And this is about saving my power. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic is basically like, no, you need to protect these children. Um, for more important reasons, we'll get into in the tie-in that we get from this as well. But because um, it turns out they are in need of protecting, probably. Um, so he basically convinces Franklin to go off with Valer- Valeria. They fly off, and the Fantastic Four uh, try to covert their way onto the ship to find out what's going on. Um, and then that's when we meet Hulkling again. Uh, he's down there, you know, with his big ass broadsword like a Final Fantasy character. Um, and basically, the Fantastic Four get caught pretty easily because uh, Super Scroll is on there and he has the ability <laughs> yeah. the Fantastic Four. That was mad funny, actually. Because <laughs> yeah. she just got, like, talked up a lot. Yeah. Which, she deserved it. She is the shit. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they're, they're... I remember that X-Men vs. Fantastic Four when she was like, dog, you want me to split your heads off? <laughs> Because I know y'all could come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Josh means is that like there are these uh, two narrations going. The first of which is uh, Mr. Fantastic doing a mental journal. And he's basically like, my wife is so cool. She's definitely the strongest out of all of us. I love my wife. Which is sweet. Because <laughs> yeah. Reed Richards doesn't seem to love much. Uh, but yeah, in that moment, that's when Super Scroll is like, she's not that special. I could do the same thing. Blam! You look at them now. Um, what I like is how cash this this situation is at first. Yeah, it's not like all dramatic. Like, fuck, what's going? Because it was on serious, here? right? Like, it was because I felt like there's no reason they couldn't have a conversation real quick and say, "Wait, wait, 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 wait time is on. Come on, guys, what's going? On? Why are y'all pulling up on Earth?" Like, yeah, it's also like yeah, that much of a bitch that y'all can't come to my face and and, and talk shit to my face. You got to slide behind. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was he, cool. It was cool. It was cool. Um, it was cool. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the Kotati, uh, new hippie Iron Man is sitting there like, <laughs> yo, you ain't shit. He's going ham for the Kotati. This whole narration ah, is just like yes. he talks about like what they learn in the Avengers tie-in, where they're like the Kotati <laughs> are these plant people who love life, and uh, all these Kree and Scroll people are trying to destroy them, and we're here to protect them. Uh, without casualties, even though they fucking deserve to die for destroying the Kotat. He's going in. <coughs> uh, yeah. So, basically, we cut to them. They're talking to, um, what's his name? Fuck. Koi. <laughs> uh, his name is Koi, who is the son of, uh, shit, what's her name? Damn. Uh, the Swordsman and also uh, the girl from Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, oh, shit. Whatever. The grasshopper lady. I'm. Her name escapes me. Right? Oh, Mantis. Mantis. Uh, Mantis and the swordsman. The son of swordsman and Mantis. So he's out here like, I may be plant Jesus, you guys, but you don't have to give me any special names or anything. I'm the. That's great- how I knew. <laughs> yeah, you know how I knew. We getting weird vibes. Weird vibes, man. The weird vibes came for me from when uh, She Hulk gets taken aside by one of uh, the Kotadi, and he's like, "Would you like a weapon? We'll give you a cool weapon." And then she goes in. <laughs> yeah, right. She comes back with a big hammer with, and all of her senses because uh, Jennifer Walters, who is She-Hulk, has been kind of losing herself in the Hulk lately. And the weapon, the hammer they gave her is kind of keeping her uh, her wits about her. She's keeping herself together because of this weapon. And uh, this foreboding panel where she's got one red evil eye 
as she's explained to Thor, like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, what is? So, yeah, that's when the Kree scroll Armada shows up. And I'll, I'll just say this about this art. This is great, like, uh, two-page two spread. You could just see. Oh, yeah. You could feel, like, the massiveness of it all, how big this fleet really is. Oh, man. It's really well done. You know, no, more times than not, the American comics, man, these guys deliver. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically they get on the phone with. Uh, Yo, this man, Tony Stark, said, but we can't have anything nice. Let me hold on. <laughs> Who's writing this shit? Uh, Al Ewing and Dan Slott. Al Ewing and Dan Slott. I'm going to pay very close attention to this narrative you're trying to create here. Hmm. What do you mean, Dan? Hmm. There's only one saving grace in that Empire was planned much... I feel like this was all planned, you know, yeah. a long time ago yeah. in the room. Yeah, for sure. I'll give, I'm going to save I don't know the what, thoughts yeah. I, 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 that I'm having until I see it be more of a pattern. Um, that's okay. all I'm going to say. I mean, I'd like to hear, I mean, what you're thinking though. We could talk about it. I guess I could condense it. Basically, I want to be honest. He, the way he speaks about, the way he's speaking about the Cree and even the, um, all right, the way, yeah, the way he's speaking about the Cree and even the way he spoke about the, uh, the scrolls a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. It was like super offensive. Like he said that the, the Cree were like, were, were violent cavemen and the mm-hmm. Kotati were like peace loving uh, gardeners or whatever the fuck he said mm-hmm. right and you know again I kind of wanted to say this thought because I would have liked to reference more parts because it's more than just the ones that I'm mentioning now but um, mm-hmm. I don't know I I, I just want to be clear like I feel like he's they're, they're trying to create a story that there's two sides to a coin and, and conflict of hate and not in this country. It's a very clear um, enemy here, and there's no two sides about it. And there's no, there doesn't need to be understanding between the masses of people. I, see, yeah. that's why I didn't really want to go on a tangent down that route. But yeah. I'm getting these weird kind of vibes. Like, first of all, you know, I, I, this is a fictional, com- this is a fictional comic, so obviously I don't feel nothing towards the Cree or, or anything like that. But you know, they did. I I, I, I kind of see what he's trying to, what, what like the dynamic, what's going, how they're being kind of coerced into believing this. Because when they landed, remember Tony Stark said he felt something weird, and you see they're all being kind of manipulated one way or another, some more than others. Like obviously, like Captain America, and I guess Captain Marvel too, and maybe even like the Panther, like uh, he like T'Challa. He's they're all pretty, I guess, sharp witted. They're not, yeah. Like addicts or nothing crazy like that. Like how you know Tony Stark's super smart, but he's kind of easy to 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 like influence. Like you know, with alcohol, I guess even yeah, uh, nature drugs. <laughs> but any anyway, um, yeah, they're being influenced, and he's you know even though they were invi- even though they were a violent race, you know they had some type of civilization and structure to them. It was just something horrible that happened. You know, you could tell, like, they, they could move forward. It's not like, oh, the Kree are destined to just completely be savages and should be eradicated or, or always be detained. You know, you want to have hope for people, and that's the mindset that heroes um, should have yeah, yeah. and what, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I see what they're doing. They're, it's like they're they're setting certain heroes up to kind of make that mistake and conflict. And we're going to see it a little bit more with the Fantastic Four. I, you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but um, I, I don't, I don't like it, bro. Like even here, he's like, both. well, I'm, 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 I guess I'm confused. Are you saying that we can't like, have anything like, like the scrolls are, the scroll and the Kree are, what in this in this context? I guess European. European, uh, uh, mm. um, like European con- uh, conquest, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. I understand what you. Mean. You know, I'm just. I feel like that. M- I see what you're saying, but I think that might be a leap. I think these guys. I'm jumping. That's not, yeah, yeah, exactly. But these guys uh, are like. Like I feel always like I'm in... just maybe overreacting right now. Yeah, because the Kotati are mm-hmm. like, also bad guys. Or well, we'll learn later. But. Right, and it, and that's not the case if there's a parallel trying to be drawn, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's the parallel trying to be drawn. I think... Yeah, of course not. That's kind of crazy. The relationships yeah, that we're talking about here are, like, expansive to the Marvel Universe. And it's not it's not like both of these yeah. guys are conquerors. They're both just opposing wars who's, like, opposing, like, sides whose wars have affected the greater universe in very negative ways. So, like, their beef has just extend, expanded and destroyed more cultures that they didn't even intend, even though they were just trying to destroy each other. Yeah. And I think that's what the Kotati's beef is, is that, like, they didn't have anything to do with what the Skrulls and the Kree were fighting against, but they are still a victim of it. Yeah. So, I, I see what you're saying, and I know how you can draw that parallel. It definitely feels that way, since both of these uh, civilizations are far more technologically advanced than the Kotati. But, um, yeah... I don't know. Well, we'll have to see because I feel like there's they're trying to. Yeah. They're trying I'm to being very something. sensitive. Yeah. To, to that, I guess for for, <laughs> okay. for obvious reasons. I mean, yeah, it's a sensitive time. Just, <laughs> you know, it's a crazy time right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, you know, we'll reserve more of that conversation to see how the yeah. story goes. Right. Yeah. So the Avengers are like, <laughs> the Avengers are like, <laughs> attention, Kree scroll army, bounce, or you won't have. You'll have to face the wrath of the Avengers. And uh, Iron Man's like, I didn't even want to give you guys a warning. You know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, right? He's really like me. Like, yo, he's... Yo. And I understand. It's not like... with all The reason why I was so sensitive to the whole situation is because I was I had those feelings where I'm like, yeah, I feel you, Tony. You know what I mean? But I don't want, I don't want other people to feel like, oh, yeah, fuck that. That's, that's yeah. what these well, no, people because, protesting more really no, no, want no. and really think they want... Definitely not. You just want to murder all of us. I definitely feel you on that. I think uh, Tony's reaction. Uh, I think Tony's overreaction is just a, like a part of the story. Like what? What, what lesson are they trying to teach here with this? I don't know yet. Um, we'll have to I see till yeah. at the very no, end. No, it, it definitely certainly is. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, you're you're onto something for sure. Um, I mean, you know, it's right, definitely something through. to look at. But anyway. So Fantastic Four is also kind of on the Avengers side too, where they're like, yo, Hulkling, are you sure you know what you're doing here? These guys have a history of being real assholes across the universe. And um, basically Hulkling is like, no, I, I kind of trust these guys in saying that the Kotati are actually dangerous with their garden that they're trying to build. Um, and you're going to have to trust, trust me. And they don't. So the Avengers just go full off trying to like destroy them. And the Fantastic Four inside are also like, yeah, we can't really abide by this, <laughs> so let's uh let's fuck shit up. Um, and Hulkling is like, well, I gotta do what I gotta do. He turns against them all, and he uh commands the 
Korean scroll armies to fight against these superheroes. Uh, quick side note, Black Panther has a cool like Panther mech that comes out of nowhere. I, I like it. Hell yeah. Yeah, big fan. Uh, <laughs> Damn, what's cooler though? Panther mech or the Ghost Rider Quinjet? What's cooler though? The Ghost Rider Quinjet, Black Panther mech, or the Black Widow Iron Man suit? Come on, <laughs> not even fair. <laughs> ah man, GGOP. They had to retire that because they realized, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> we Black. can't have that and Hawkeye in the same universe. Like, yeah, I mean story universe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if they if she moved over, they, they if they transferred the character to get or or Hawkeye went to yeah. image. You know, I mean, universe. if only if they only exclusively fought the Beyonders, then it would be fair. But otherwise, it's not exactly. See, they don't. They need to hire you, bro, because they would use their properties better. For sure, I know what I know what I'm yeah. doing. So, um, Thor is like, I want to fight too, and Iron Man's like, okay, throw your hammer or whatever you do. So Thor throws the hammer up into these <laughs> into space. It lands inside the ship. Hulkling blocks it, which is cool. I thought this was like a little cool moment where he blocks Mjolnir. That's pretty strong. Um, Yo, right? I was like, damn, son. Come on, you blocked me. Wait, what? Yeah. Who is this nigga, man? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I get, are the Kree that strong? Kree mixed with scroll? Maybe. I'd buy it. I wouldn't have a hard time believing it. Um, okay, so that wasn't even the main attack. What happened was that apparently Tony snuck a computer virus into Thor's lightning somehow, and it made its way into the Kree scroll armada's computers. And basically crashed all their all of their systems, and that's when he wrapped the device around the base of the hammer so that the, it would let off some type of yeah big sparky thing. Tony Stark yeah. trickery, um, and that's when uh, Koi is like, <laughs> "Perfect, <laughs> thank you, Avengers. You have finally made my plans a reality." And then he strips off all of his Jesus clothing, and underneath all of that is Kotadi war gear. And they're like, now our plan can finally hmm. be complete. We're gonna get a revenge on the Avengers uh, and all everybody who fucked with us in the past. And so, the Avengers too. Yep. Damn. Yeah, because I guess these guys have been heavily involved in their wars as well. So they're they're kind of also responsible for a lot of destruction across the universe in a way. Um, so he's contri- he, He's boosting like the life, the plant life on the ship, and it's just destroying everybody. Even the Fantastic Four are not uh, free from it. Thing has like shit coming out of his mouth, and like I think F- Mister Fantastic has been stabbed through the chest. But uh, thanks to his gum gum fruit powers, it doesn't seem yeah. to have really penetrated him. Um, and uh, the ch- the issue ends as they approach to Earth. And uh, that's when Kota- Koi uh, basically yells, "We are, we begin our empire on this planet." And that's where the issue ends. Um, I I like this a lot. Um, I I was kind of like cautious going into it. I think it's like an interesting event. I think the the saving grace from the event fatigue I feel from a lot of these comics is saved by some of them being good. Marvel yeah. put out some solid ones. And since it's only like the second they put out a bad event, I'm like out. <laughs> uh, but so far, <laughs> by the grace of God, they've done it. Um, 
And uh, we have a quick... Yeah, they, they strung together a few decent ones. Absolute Carnage was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, War Round. If not for the story, from strictly an artistic standpoint, it mm. was really nice to read throughout our yeah, the Dawns of Powers of X too. Um, I count. I kind of count those. Um, they're like big maxi series essentially, and you know, uh, also you know, War of Realms. Oh man, you count that? You count that as an event? I kind of have to. <laughs> Did they have tie-ins? Oh, no. no. Did they have tie-ins? No. They can't. I mean, you've seen it in other comics that people were starting to notice the effects of like the X Men and stuff, but. Yeah. Well, we'll count it, sure. We have a quick tie-in from the Fantastic Four number 21. Um, this is basically focused on... you. This is uh, the... Focus on the kids' story. Um, there, We start off with essentially the backstories of the children that they rescued from uh, the, the casino place. And uh, apparently they are just like these Cree and Skrull uh, babies that were all of the history of the respective species has been poured into them so they was that confirmed um when we read the fantastic four last time no the tie-in no like when they saved them no we just learned this now yeah this is what this is a revelation is that they are more important than they first came across um but yeah we cut back the kids arrive on earth and uh the kids start fighting because they are korean scroll and they start Doing what Korean scroll to do, which is just fight incessantly, and uh, that's when uh, Valeria goes inside the house and tries to ca- uh, call various Avengers who have been part of the Fantastic Four at one point or another, like honorary members. Um, and uh, who picks up the phone? The people that you really want to pick up this phone in this situation: uh, Wolverine and Spider Man. Uh, I want these two to have their own book nice. together so bad. Uh, I I love both of them. Uh, I love just them, right? Yeah, I love their dynamic. I'm a huge fan of them. Um, so yeah, basically they arrive and they see this cream baby and this giant green tiger attacking everybody, and then Wolverine is not fucking playing because when this scroll tiger lady, uh, she jumps, and like Wolverine doesn't waste a second. He's like scroll. <laughs> and then he just stabs the tiger through the heart, and the issue <clears throat> and the issue ends. Hold that, like, look, like he knew. Exi- yo, man, Wolverine's so official, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's not flashy. That's the that's the thing, you know. He's not. He's only flash. I mean, he's he can be flashy, but he's usually not. Yeah. Or rather, if you ask me, that, that's not Wolverine at his peak. Yeah, he's you not. Know? It's not his. It's him just knowing the right, like surviving enough to get to get that right licking, you know. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. The issue ends with Wolverine actually showing remorse because he didn't know it was a child. So he's like, oh, shit. And uh, as this girl's cl- closing her eyes, potentially dead, but probably not at all. Um, it's a fun little tie-in. Uh, again, I'm hoping that they're not all this important, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking to them. Uh, at least the Fantastic Four and Avengers ones, those seem to be like kind of mandatory. Um, but those were those. that was those books. Um yeah, I mean, man, next next the next issue is looking crazy, man. They got you got Johnny Blaze, I think. Uh the original Ghost Rider. I see uh Devil Hulk. I'm gonna call him that. No, I see just the Hulk. Right? Yeah, there is an Immortal Hulk tie into this. Also, Al Ewing right. is the writer for Immortal Hulk. So if that 
helps a little bit with his. Okay, that's really dope. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Man, I, I ain't gonna lie, I fell off of that, but it's not because I didn't care yeah, about it. I just there's just so much. I just have, man. But I will. I am gonna read them. I no, swear, yo. I tell you what. I, I swear, I'm gonna read them. It's so good. Same thing happened to me. It's so weird that I have all this time in the quarantine and I'm falling behind on books. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yo, because the Hulk is mad committal, yo. It's so it's so yeah. intense. Yeah, it is a very dude. Uh, I be mean, having to read that shit two or three times, bro, just to like, cause I feel like, like I'm not stupid. I'm gonna get this. I agree. It's very dense, and it does like it does require a lot of uh, paying attention. Um, it's very grown up too. The uh, the, the language and yeah. the, like the uh, the themes, and not just rated R. I mean, it's just very sophisticated. It's great. I believe right. we spoke about it before. Yes, for sure. But uh, we must move on. It's time to randomize. Son of the bitch. Avengers. Uh, this is Avengers number thirty four. Uh, last we left off, uh, the Moon Knight has been going around fucking shit up and fucking up the Avengers. Josh, are you there? Yes, okay. I'm still here. I'm yeah. sorry. Your video is frozen. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Okay. You're okay. good. Okay. So the Moon Knight has been going around whooping the uh, Avengers asses who have ties to the uh, the prehistoric Avengers um, and stealing their powers in service of Khonshu, his, his deity master. Um, and we cut to a couple weeks ago where we get the reason for this, is that he's he busted into Khonshu's lair, and he finds... <laughs> <laughs> he finds Khonshu just cowering in the corner, like, fuck, no. I'm so scared. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Yo, when I tell you, I was at work, and I was reading this shit. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what happened. I was reading this shit on the way to work. And right as I got off the, uh, the, the train, I had left at that panel. And I just... Because <laughs> I'm thinking this nigga's going to be like, Oh, get the fuck out of here. I've never seen this dude. Oh, I've never heard. You know, I don't know about the Moon Knight. I talk shit about him because I don't know about him. I'm one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But God damn. I ain't know he was buns like that. Like that. <laughs> Holy shit. Like that. He was. You got it on screen, right? Yeah. Um, I got it right on screen. Right you got to, <laughs> please, can you zoom? Is there any way you can yes. get real close? Yeah. I can get real close. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Oh, the only way this would have been better if this was in like fetal position. I mean, he's almost there. He was uh, he was already in fetal position. Almost. And he just got interrupted by the new Moon Knight. You think he's just covering his face from yeah. the light? Like, ah, ah, don't look at me. Moon Knight. I'm, <laughs> I'm but a pitiful god. <laughs> nah, but, you know, I, I get what this. I get what they're doing here. Yeah, basically, um, he's... Khonshu's afraid if of If he's him. scared, that means it's the big deal. Right? <laughs> Khonshu's like, no, the Christian Judeo devil is coming. <laughs> and, uh... Contra's like, uh, Moonlight's like, what? And uh, we now cut to the present times in fucking Vegas where, you know, Mephisto's just eating a steak in his prison. I mean, what is even the point of having him in a fucking cage, you know? Uh, he's just sitting there like, wow, I'm enjoying a steak here in my prison cell. And Moonlight's <laughs> like... Yeah, and he's talking about how it's all alive. Yeah, Moon Knight is like, this is your last meal, bitch. And then he unlocks his cell 
And then yo, right? Actually, yo, yo, Moonlight has been nothing but straight gangster this whole time, man. What the hell? I agree. It's like they knew it is. Put some respect on his name, Josh, and all y'all other fucking haters out there. Moonlight, nigga, watch the series on Disney Plus when it comes out. Yeah, pretty much. I was literally about to say that. Uh, so yeah, after he lets him out of his cage, he immediately bursts a Mjolnir with two unks attached to it, and. Uh, Mephisto falls to the ground dead. He is dead this time, so he gets one of these. With a question mark at the end, because he can be resurrected. I mean, you never really know, right? Kanchu immediately immediately is like, you know this doesn't end with him, right? (laughs) Yeah, it must go further. (laughs) Now that we did this. Okay. (laughs) That's literally what Moon Knight does, where he's like, (laughs) <laughs> where Moon Knight is like, I've done all this shit. He's still not. We still have to worry about this guy. And Contra's like, Yeah, but don't worry. You don't gotta handle this shit. I'll take it from here. And he takes the Mjolnir. Nigga <laughs> takes the hammer with all the powers. <laughs> he said, Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. Yoink. And then go ahead and takes over the world. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like two in two weeks, he pretty much takes over the Earth. And uh, the Kotadi are gonna have a surprise when they come down. <laughs> where they're like. The fuck is all this shit? Uh, and you know he he starts with Manhattan first because you know, of course, why would you start anywhere else in the Marvel universe? I'm telling you, bro, I'm moving. <laughs> it's, shit always pops off in New York, bro. Fuck out of here. Aliens come, they definitely hit in New York. I'm I mean, out. yeah, man, they're in the island of Manhattan, so you're definitely getting taken over. They never come to Brooklyn. They never go to Queens. They ain't think they pulled up to the hood. You think they came to? Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> I ain't even go past past Central Park. Man. Nah, dude, they took Anyways. over Central Park. Uh, so he took over completely. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they even have Black Panther uh, chained up and just like, give us your powers. And Black Panther's like, call your god. Not scared of nothing. Um, and they're about to like whip him. It's very weird. But uh, that's when yeah, Moon it's not something I wanted to watch. Yeah, glad. Uh, that's when Moon Knight comes. I'm glad in. they were stopped. Moon Knight comes in. And is like, leave. I'll take care of him. And then when they leave, he's like, they were gonna beat your ass if you didn't give it to him. And Black Panther's like, fuck out of here. I'm not scared of this shit. I can't give you my powers anyway, even if I wanted to, and I don't want to. So I'm the man of hundred grand, and I already told you this. <laughs> let me speak to Conchu. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, where's Conchu? Let, let him look a real one in the eyes. So I could tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that is the conversation. Moon Knight continuously is like, they're going to fucking beat your ass. And he's like, whatever, bring Kanchu here. He can whoop my ass if he wants. You know? Uh, I think T'Challa really believes, though, that he, that, he that there's, there's, there's another way around it. But he, but he, the thing is, we don't know what exactly the issue is. And I'm still not sure if we understand. I know of a lot of things going down. Yeah. The biggest thing on my mind being like the null invasion. I feel like that's like the most worrisome thing. Yeah. No, there's on a lot the list, on. right? But there's a lot of other things happening. I, but I don't know. Are they talking about the the They're the, talking about Mephisto. The collection of it? No, they're talking about him specifically. Mm-hmm. That they're, they're worried okay. like Kanchu is doing this as a precaution in case uh Mephisto, when Mephisto comes back, they're prepared to just do the same thing and blast a hole yeah. in his chest with the Mjolnir and all their powers. So, 
I mean, it's of and course it's also I, I guess Kanchu. I don't know much about Moon Knight's history either, but apparently Kanchu is just like a fucking asshole, and he he just takes this yeah. shit too far. He's like, I might as well take over the world, you know? Uh, yeah, I thought that was mad funny, yo. <laughs> like I had to, you know, that was another one of those things I had to go back and actually confirm and say, oh, oh, he just went ahead and did this for the sake of it, yeah. not because this was integral to the plan. He just said, yeah. Might in the well. meantime, <laughs> in between time, <laughs> I hold I'm it down take right over here. the world because I can. Yeah. Right. So you know, yeah, they had my man Spider Man all boxed stuff. Yeah, up and corner that was tight. Yeah, uh, this is a moment where like, somebody's ass. Stop it. This is what happens. Uh, Moon Knight is like, well, I guess you're right, T'Challa. We should find another way. And then he's like, I didn't give uh, Kanchu all my powers. And then he turns into the Ghost Rider. And uh, rides away, wondering like, how does <laughs> how does a ghostwriter not lose their fucking mind? And the answer is that they eventually all do. So, um, so he he's he zooms away, and that's when the rest of Conchu's men comes in. Is like, you forgot, you thought we forgot about you, and uh, Black Panther just breaks out of his chains. It's a cool, it's a cool moment. He's just like, I'll fight. It was dope. Bring fifty. Come here. You know, yo, and, and and they couldn't handle him. <laughs> like, oh shit! Yeah, he takes him down. You know, and then meanwhile at the Sahara Desert, you see what's on the wall though. No, what's on the wall? Oh, uh, oh yeah, the uh, symbols of all the original Avengers BC. I didn't even notice that the first time around. Good catch, man. Uh, but yeah, we then cut to the Sahara Desert where uh, Captain Marvel and uh, Iron Man are all are there just protecting the baby as these uh, undead zon- uh, mummy motherfuckers come out from the ground and uh, they jump into battle to protect the star brand, which is another power that Conchu is going to need if he wants to take over the earth and protect the world from Mephisto. Yeah. Um, and that's where the chapter ends. It's been a good arc of Avengers. Um, it's had its lows, but um, we're, we're finally getting into a really cool thing that I feel like will have consequence down the line as we're getting closer to the point of this whole run, you know, because this whole run has been just a fucking mix of so many conflicts and so many issues. It's good to have some focus where like, okay, we know who the main I feel like there's still a build. You know, I I feel like maybe there may be some type of Avengers crossover with the Empire situation. I mean, we literally see the Avengers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But um, I, I... I kind of appreciate how I feel like even though Avengers has addressed things going on in in the major Marvel uh, universe, they still have this little central story that I feel like has been being built. And this goes all the way back to the thing with Dracula. You know, I still think that this what's happening right now is still. Yeah, I think the so. Too. Seeds of that, you know, festivals, like, you know what I'm saying? Like with the yeah, different no. uh, Justice League, you know, to do with the. I mean, with the squad, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And the Russian squad and the, the whack ass Atlanta squad, those niggas is trash, bro. <laughs> Fucking big ass sharks. What they look like? Oh, uh, remember that? Remember that uh, shark cartoon when it was like, oh man, it was like all they was like all in the water and they were fight. Ah, fuck! I forget the name of the show, man. I don't know. I don't know. I I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember it either. But I guess what I meant to say is that like. We seem to be moving forward, I guess is what I was saying. You know, I felt like Avengers has been like weirdly stalling for a lot of its run. And I'm glad that like 
things seem to be moving forward is all I wanted to say. But you're right, Josh. There is a big overarching story. I'm just glad we're getting a little bit of focus, more focus. Um, I'm here for it. Did you find it yet? No. <laughs> Damn. Well, interrupt me when you find it. Uh, we're going to move on to yes. our final series of the week. It's time to randomize. Venom, number 26. Um, this, is, uh, this is a brand new story arc. Uh, we're starting off, off of Venom Island. Um, last we left off, uh, they are now preparing for Null, like the big-ass Null invasion. So they're uh, going to find someone that can help them out. So Venom interrogates some dude in a pretty cool moment where he just like finds some rando thug who seems to know what they're looking for. And he corners them and he's like, you can tell us what we want to know or you can, li- you can lie or you can tell us what we want to know. No, wait, you can tell us the truth or you can die, but you can't do both. Both. <laughs> you can't. I like that, man. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Make him edgy. That's cool. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's Eddie Brock, right? At the end of the day, just don't make him a villain again. I don't think they are. I think he's going to be a hero for at least the foreseeable future. He's been pretty chill for, for a minute. Even before he this Venom series where he was making strides to being a good guy. He was, like, he had, I remember he had helped Spider-Man um, against fucking... Yeah. Remember? Uh, yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, 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 um, the Venom and Goblin guy when he merged with Carnage. Remember that? We was like, yo. Mm-hmm. Go, Eddie. And in the, in, in, the, in the Venom Incorporated, they would, you know, they helped each other out. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're right. I think they know that they want to see Venom as yeah. plain and simple. So, you know, they're swinging around the city trying to get to their destination when they reveal that they're being followed by someone donning what seems to be a war machine outfit with the Venom insignia on it. Very mysterious. Um, and a goblin glider. Yes, and also a goblin glider. A uh, lot of mystery. Um, so they arrive at the place, and it turns out that they're go- they meet up with the maker who they have uh, consulted with before, and um, he's like, "So, uh, it, it, I think Venom just has an immediately like bad feeling the second they enter there. It's like, ooh, this might have been a mistake, because <laughs> uh, the symbiotes start to go crazy, and uh, you know, as a sign of preemptiveness, like Eddie Brock jumps at him." Oh, no, like the Venom symbiote actually. Really, the symbiote kind of yeah, like, yeah, just takes the wheel and. Yeah, fuck this. Him. Almost like an instinctive thing, but like he couldn't help it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. So he jumps in and he does like the Rukia thing from Bleach where she just like palms Ichigo's body out, soul out of his body, but with the symbiote. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out, like, I just remembered this is that like uh, the ultimate universe symbiote has made its way to this universe. And is now being controlled yeah, by the maker. Mm-hmm. And the difference between the two is that while the regular universe uh, symbiote is organic, uh, the symbiote from the Ultimate Universe was created in the lab. So there are no symbiote rates, races in the Ultimate Universe. It was just something created by Norman Osborn and his people. As I'm now remembering the Ultimate Spider-Man run from many years ago. <laughs> um, one of my favorite <laughs> stories. Recommended. Uh, so as they're scrapping it out... Uh, they get interrupted by the Iron Man Venom suit guy coming in with his glider and pumpkin bombs. Um, And he has a beef with Eddie Brock himself because apparently Eddie has destroyed his life. Before we get to find out what his name is, he blasts this big interdimensional portal that the maker has been working on for all this time. 
and it malfunctions, sucking them in. And if they go through that portal, they end up in an alternate universe. So the maker goes in first, Venom and Dylan go in second, and the Iron Man dude follows after them. Where the this, he's mad, thirsty, or she, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't know. So the maker he ends up in the universe designate sixteen ten, which is the ultimate universe. <laughs> So lots of things to unpack there, but I'll say that for the end. Uh, meanwhile, Venom and Dylan end up in a future-esque place. I'm not really sure where, where everything is Venom. There's Venom all over the screens. There's like these... Yeah, it's just Venom world, I guess. Um, I don't know what that can mean, but that's very exciting. Here for it. Um, I don't know if the... Is that... Wait, does it literally say that in the... It doesn't say that anywhere. Uh, did I miss that? Oh, okay. 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 I'm just guessing because there's venom insignia everywhere. That's what that looks like, right? Like mm-hmm. like that's the I had to keep looking at it and, and for me to say, okay, that's basically the venom thing like insignia. Yeah. I thought it was like an M or something. No, yeah, it's the venom insignia. No. This is probably like just the future where Null wins. So that's probably what they're gonna look at. Um mm. But uh, this is a great issue. What I wanted to say is that I'm glad... I'm, I'm interested by the Ultimate Universe because we've seen like little teases of it still existing. Uh, and I'm glad that it still exists. I'm, I'm, I was sad that they got rid of it during Secret Wars because that just takes away... No, it was confirmed that it existed. I'm, my, I'm sorry, my bad to cut you off. But it actually has been confirmed that it existed in the... Um, Ah man, there was a there's a little there's an event that not an event, but it was like a, a little crossover that happened between Spider Man and Miles Morales, where he um yeah, there's a Spider Man two, Spider Man two, yeah 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 yeah. Remember the dude got transferred back to um mm-hmm. to his to to, and they confirmed that it was still around. Well, but they, I guess they have you to... mean you're happy that they're continuing that yeah, they're, yeah, they're actually still applying it. Yeah yes. yeah, and it wasn't just some happy ending. Oh yeah, it's out there, but. Yeah, because it's uh, it's arguable. I feel you. It's arguable what that Spider-Man thing meant in terms of the universe, because mm-hmm. at that point, that was like a continuation of the first time Peter and Miles left when Miles still lived in that universe. And uh, it takes place. The second one takes place when Miles has been integrated into the mainstream. World. Yeah, so, and they don't really mention the alter universe so much, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, I mean. Either way, it is what you said. I am more glad that they're applying it more, um, that they're taking it into account and they're trying to follow up on it. And it just presents so many story opportunities down the line, especially with Miles, uh, to have that part of his life still be integral. I'm curious to see if they really commit to the Ultimate Universe still being around. Um, but uh, that being said, this has been such a one of the more consistent superhero comics out there. Um, if you're looking for like just a really good series out there and you haven't read Venom, more than recommended. Uh, it's so well-written. It's well-drawn. They often get really good artists on board. Yeah, they had some really nice panels. Like when he was swinging with Dylan. Yeah. I thought that was really dope. This issue is no exception. I'm excited to see where they go with this. Um, I'm excited because they're obviously not going to drop the maker. I feel like he's going to continue to play a part in this. Yeah, he's, he's integral, man. I'm glad because I liked him. I thought he was a really dope... You know what? The fact that he was so prevalent in Secret Wars kind of gave me that hope, too. You know what I'm saying? Because he survived a little bit longer than even people like Cyclops, which is kind of... He survives through the whole thing. <laughs> he makes it to our universe. 
So it's did he get killed at some point during that during that situation? So. I might want to reread that. Over. I feel like I could have swore he fought against like Reed. I could be wrong, man. I yeah, it was so long ago. Maybe he did survive. He's a sly guy. That story sly took guy. place like four years ago, so I don't really remember all the details. Probably six years ago, bro. Honestly, twenty sixteen, I think, is when it took when it came out. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, that's all I got to say about it. Um, you got any more thoughts? Nah, man. Venom's dope. Bro. All right. And that has been our show, everybody. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, truly, thank you from the bottom of our heart. That has been our show. You could find us at the Chris Espinal, at JD Cole underscore 37, at B.ESP. He will be back next week. Uh, count on it because my hero academia will be back and he won't miss it um you can follow the show itself at new Jeff city on twitter instagram and tiktok uh follow drum foo the musician behind our theme song at drum underscore foo uh email us at new Jeff city pod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk about and uh that's about it right Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. You know the whole fucking spiel, you guys. I don't gotta tell you. But um, have a good evening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out, guys. <laughs>